Turn with me, please, in the scriptures to two openings. First Timothy, the sixth chapter, and then we'll be going to Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. In First Timothy, the sixth chapter in the twelfth verse. First Timothy six twelve says, Fight the good fight of faith. Everybody say that out loud, please. Fight the good fight of faith. Say it again. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Are you fighting the good fight of faith? Do you think we should fight the good fight of faith? Did he just tell us to fight the good fight of faith? And he mentioned uh, fight twice in that one phrase. So there must be some fighting involved in this. But what kind of fighting is it? Good fight of faith. Faith fighting. Then he said, lay hold on eternal life whereunto you are also called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now, this in the next verse reveals that a, a part of this fight is in your confession. Yes. Profession is the King James, but it has to do with confession. It means confession, what you say. That's obvious in the next verse, verse uh, 13. I give you charge in the sight of God who quickens all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. And we went back and looked about how when Jesus stood before Pilate and uh, he's facing death and uh, the disciples have run away and the elders and chief priests are stirring up the crowd against him and and, uh, Jesus did not waver, he did not falter, he said, my kingdom is not of this world, is not here, if it was, my servants would be fighting for me right now. And he said, I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. I'm a king, that's, that's why I'm here, and to bear witness of the truth. And he boldly held to uh, his assignment and what the Father told him and said through him as the uh, Roman authority glared down on him, ready to pronounce sentence on him. He did not buckle, he did not weaken, he did not change. Right. When you lose your faith, you lose the fight. He didn't lose his faith. And he's our example, and that's why this is, that's why verse 13 comes right after verse 12 right here. Uh, We must watch about conjuring up ideas about spiritual uh, warfare and the faith fight that's not the Bible. There's a whole lot of things that people have developed in their mind that's just not in line with the word. There is a fight. There is a warfare. But the Bible's very specific about what it is and what's going on and how it's waged. Look in the fourth chapter there, if you would, 2 Timothy. The fourth chapter and the sixth verse. Now at the end of Paul's life and course, he makes this statement. He said, I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. You know, you and I are going to be saying that real soon. Man, if you live another 50 years, 75 years, it's going to go by so fast. And next thing you know, you're going to be, you know, this earth is like the airport terminal. There are arrivals and departures. Many of them, every day. What are arrivals? Births. What are departures? Deaths. Just a little over every second, two people just died somewhere on the planet. Just about a little over a second, two people. Two people. And uh, so, I mean, death is, shouldn't shock us. Right? And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk some more about this, but uh, for the believer especially, uh, you know, you shouldn't even want to be down here a thousand years. No. 
or even 200. No. Run your race, do your duty, serve the Lord, do what you were put here to do, and then blow this popsicle stand. Is that right? Get out of here and go to your reward. Is that right? And get reunited with your loved ones. And, And there's so many people that are already there. You know, we have relatives there that we've never met from previous generations. And you may really like some of these people. Is that right? And then, of course, we got all the folks we've read about in the Bible. And our whole extended family. It's just going to be wonderful beyond what we, uh, we know. But for now, we're on the front lines. Is that right? And we're to endure hardness as good soldiers. And we are to do and accomplish what we're put down here to do. Then go. Well, he said Paul had done that. Aren't we glad Paul did his duty? Because you and I are being blessed today. Reading uh, what God gave through him. I'm now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. My flight is leaving in... (laughs) I'm getting out of here. What did he say? I have fought... I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Somebody say, I kept the faith. (laughs) Kept the faith. Now, um, in talking about this, we've already covered a lot of ground. And if you weren't with us, let me encourage you to go online and download the previous messages or uh, uh, here in the Word Supply. Uh, We'll have... CDs, DVDs, you can get caught up. And it's important. How many that were with us on the previous ones would tell these other folks there's something they need to get a hold of and, and get caught up with us? But uh, we, uh, we saw last week 1 Corinthians 9. If you'll go there, please. 1 Corinthians 9 and 26. 1 Corinthians 9, 26. He said, I run... Not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beats the air. So it's possible to fight and not hit anything. And that's what we got into last week. We need to continue. He, other translations say, I fight not like somebody who's shadow boxing. Not just hit. If you're hitting the air and that's all you're hitting, you're not actually fighting anybody. But, I mean, if you really get to swinging and, and wailing, you could work up a sweat. You could feel like you did something. And yet you didn't fight anybody. You didn't do anything. And some of what people call spiritual warfare is just that. It's a lot of noise. <laughs> Are you listening? But it's hitting the air. It's not actually landing any punches. And there's a lot that goes with this. How many know where we should look for our answers? Not in somebody's experience. Not in somebody's theory. Where should we look for the understanding of what this spiritual warfare is about? And how to fight this fight? directly from the Bible. And if you don't have scripture for what you're doing, check up on it now, right? And be honest. Somebody says, yeah, but man, I, I really felt something. Well, when you beat the air for two hours, you feel something. You, <laughs> right? You, you sweat and <laughs> you're tired. And, but that don't mean you hit anything. <laughs> something to think about. Go to 1 Peter 5 and 8. Now, don't be uh, perturbed with me for what I just said. There's light here. There's truth here. You can become more effective and more successful than you've ever been in your life. We can get clarity, and instead of playing church and playing spiritual warfare, we can actually do some things. But you can't cling to your pet experiences and practices that have no word, that have no plain scripture. 
There is a fight. There is warfare. But what is it? And how is it waged? According to the Bible. 1 Peter 5, 8, he said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. Do we have an adversary? Is he real? He is. A lot of folks want to pretend there is no devil, but there is a devil. And he has his cohorts, his demons. And uh, they are our enemy. They are our adversary means they're opposed to us. They're against us. They're doing what they can to overcome us, to hurt us. And we're told to do what? Be sober, be vigilant. What does it mean, be vigilant? Be on the watch. Stay alert. Watch out. Why? Because they're coming. (laughs) Hear how quiet it got. (laughs) Folks don't want to think about these things. Because of the ignorance and because of the confusion. But no, friend, the Lord wouldn't tell you to be vigilant and there's nothing you can do about it. He wants you to be vigilant so the enemy can get no place. But if you pretend nothing's going on, well, you're easy pickings. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Well, now it's obvious he can't just devour everybody. He can't just devour any and everybody when and if he wants to. There's some he may, and there's some he may not. Which is why he said, be on the watch. Why? So that you could be some of the ones he may not. You're alert. You're awake. You're watching. You're vigilant. And so when he comes up with his stuff, you are not sleeping. You're ready for it, and it doesn't work. So he doesn't devour you. But that's only going to be true if you're awake and aware and watching, and you're going to fight the good fight of faith. Now this word devour is also translated swallow, to just gulp up or swallow up. Well, that's similar to devour. What do you do to keep from being swallowed up and devoured? Verse 9. What do you do? You resist how? Steadfast in the faith. Does that sound like fighting a good faith fight here? Oh, yeah. Steadfast in the faith, knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Don't believe that your case is so unique and so special that nobody else knows what you're going through. It's not true. Same thing's happening all over the world. But resist steadfast in the faith, knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren throughout the world. But what are we to be resisting? How does he devour? And what are we to be resisting? Go with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians, 10th chapter, 2 Corinthians 10. We're not going to fill in the blanks or answer these questions with presumptions nor assumptions. We're going to answer it with the Word, right? How does He devour people? Don't just come up with something off the top of your head. Verses. What are we supposed to be resisting and how do we do it? Don't just come up with something. Verses. Verses. So, here's some verses. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, what did he say? 2 Corinthians 10, 3, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Sweating his flesh. Yelling and screaming is flesh. That's right. Beware that we're not warring after the flesh. 
So how do we war? Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not natural. They're not physical. Somebody say this warfare is not physical. So it's possible if you're doing a bunch of physical stuff, it's possible you can just be beating the air. Because this is not a physical conflict. But it is real, and the weapons of our warfare are real, and they're mighty. Through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, a lot of folk have stopped right there, and they have imagined all kind of things that were strongholds. But there's not even a period here. What are the strongholds he's referring to? Verse 5, casting down imaginations. This is it. And yet it hasn't been spectacular enough for people. And so they've embellished and done a bunch of other things. And the truth is they're beating the air. This is where the warfare really is. And this is how it's waged. How does the devil devour people? How does he swallow them up? Imaginations and thoughts that can turn into wrong beliefs. Come on, are you listening? That turn into wrong words and wrong actions and wrong living. And you get enough of that in you, your whole life can be swallowed up in darkness. And you can be devoured. What are we supposed to do? The devil is going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How does he devour people? That verse started off with saying, be sober, be awake, be vigilant. What should we be watching out for? We should be watching out for something. What? The devil. Well, I think people are waiting for somebody with horns and a red suit and a pitchfork to resist. No, he's tricky. He's subtle. He doesn't come to the front door. And his favorite tactic is for you to not even know he's working. For him to bring you thoughts and feelings and imaginations and you not even know he's doing it. That's why you got to be sober. You got to be vigilant. You got to be on the watch for this. On the watch for what? Imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity what? Every thought. You reckon we've taken this as seriously as we should have? Taken into captivity what? Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Some years ago, I was teaching along these lines, and the fellow came up to me after the service. He said, I'm, I got this, Brother Keith. I got I said, what? He said, every mind needs a bouncer at the door. <laughs> Revealing some of his background, I guess. But <laughs> I said, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Every thought, every feeling, Every imagination that comes to you, you are to slide back the thing and look through the, the hole. Is that right? <laughs> you go, let me see. Is it true? Are you honest? Are you just? Are you pure? Are you lovely? Are you a good report? No, I'm sorry. You can't come in. True. <laughs> what? No. Because the Bible said, think on those things. Right? This is true spiritual warfare. A lot of what people call spiritual warfare is beating the air. If it's not dealing with this, it's not true spiritual warfare. Now, don't take my word for it. I'm just getting started. Are we reading scriptures? We're going to read more. You ready? Can you take some more? 
Let's read this again before we leave here. Because this is such a vital part of understanding this. Verse 3. Back up and look at it again. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Why would he say that? Because there's a lot of people warring after the flesh. Keep going. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not natural. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What strongholds? Casting down, throwing down, what? Imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Are there things that are defying and contradicting what God has said? All everywhere. And this is what you and I got to be on the watch for. This is also one of the reasons why you need to read your chapter every day. So you even know what God said. How are you going to know this is contrary to what God said and you don't even know what God said? So you're easily defeated when you're ignorant of what God said. Which is where most of the world is. Aren't you glad by the grace of God? You're not lost somewhere this morning. You're sitting up in here in church. Hallelujah. Saved. Name in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Alive and awake and aware. Hallelujah. And not just sitting on the sidelines. You're in this thing. Involved. Active. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You wouldn't have to know much else to know how to wage the spiritual war by this verse right here. Everything else comes back to this. Now go to Ephesians please, the 6th chapter. I know some folks have had some different ideas. And just just go through the scriptures with me. And see what's here. I believe you'll get excited before it's over with. Oh, we're not talking about doing nothing now. Mm-mm. We're just talking about hitting something besides air. Ephesians, the sixth chapter. And verse 10. Ephesians 6.10, he said, finally, my brethren, do what? Be strong strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Keep going. Put on the whole armor of God. To what end? Why? So you can stand against the power of the devil. No. No. Read the word. You can stand against what? The power of the devil. No. No. The wiles of the devil. It's not the power of the devil we need to be concerned about. If all you do is stay focused on the power of the devil... And all you, you're just conscious of the power of the devil and fighting the power of the devil all the time. I assure you, you're beating the air. Because have you read the book? Jesus. Spoil. Principalities and powers. Come on, did he or did he not? He stripped them. He brought them to naught. They ain't what they used to be. And yet, and yet, and yet, the devil is ruling and reigning on this planet. He is running this thing. And he says, oh no, oh yeah. I'm going to read your scripture on that in just a minute. But he's not running everybody. That's right. I said he's not running everybody. But it's not just automatic that you're victorious all the time. You got to fight. And you got to watch what's going on. Because he is coming at you. 
Is there armor of God? There is. We've been given armor. It's not natural armor. Now he's going, he talks about helmets and shields and, and this and that. But how many understand he's not talking about a natural shield. He's not talking. These are pictures that portray something spiritual. Don't get hung up on the natural and miss what's going on. You, you'll find in the next few verses he keeps talking about stand, stand, withstand, resist. Well, what are we supposed to be, what are we standing against? What are we supposed to be resisting? Don't just fill in the blank with something you thought up or something somebody told you. What does the Bible say? Said out loud, stand against the wiles of the devil. Now the Amplified says it like this. The Amplified says, put on God's whole armor. And that is the emphasis in the original the full armor. Put it all on. The armor of the heavily armed soldier which God supplies. That you may be able successfully to stand against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. The devil's going about to and fro. And he's seeking what? Whom he may swallow up and devour. How does he do it? How does he do it? Deceits of the devil. He is the deceiver. He is the liar. He is the father of lies. Is that right? This is what we're to be on the watch for. We are to be alert 24-7. Watching for what? Watching for lies. Watching for deception. Why? Because it's coming. It's coming. Listen to, uh, to different scriptures. I'm, I'm not, don't, you don't have to turn to these. Just listen as I read them, please. Revelation 12, 9 says the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. You know, he's going to be bound for a thousand years. Remember that? Angels are going to come down and chain him, throw him in the pit. And, and Revelation 20, verse 7, it says, when the thousand years are expired, Satan will be loosed out of his prison. And verse 8, he will go out to deceive the nations. Even after being removed from contact from mankind, cooling his heels in the pit for a thousand years, the moment he gets out, what does he go to doing? Working to deceive mankind. There's no redemption for him. He's never going to change. He's never going to quit. But this is how he devours. This is how he swallows up. And this is how he controls the ungodly world. It's through deception. I know it sounds too simple for a lot of people, but this is the true conflict. This is real spiritual warfare, not imagined things, not punching the air. To deceive literally means to cause to go astray. We'd say it like this, to cause to get off. To cause to roam or to go astray or to get off. To get off from what? To get off from the truth. To get off of the truth. And here's what you and I need to be awake and, and, and watching for. It's not... Do you think it might come sometime? It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> the enemy is going to bring you thoughts and feelings, and they are designed to do what? To get you off. To get you off of the truth that you should be fully persuaded of. That you should know. Now, I know why it's confusing. The enemy does not want us to know what's really going on. 
He will do anything he can to keep us beating the air. Yelling, screaming, and sweating as long as we don't actually hit anything. But all you got to do is go back to the beginning. How did the devil attack our father Adam and our mother Eve? How did he do it? How did he do it? He didn't come with demonic power and force them into submission. He couldn't do it. How did he do it? He came and he lied. Is that right? And they should have stayed on the truth. Shouldn't they? They should have stayed on what God said to them. Don't eat the fruit of that tree. In the day you do, you will die. And he came and said, did God really say that? He's tricky. Oh, he's tricky. He's subtle. And he began to suggest this and suggest that. And the Bible said Eve was deceived. She bought it. And then Adam followed along behind her. He wasn't deceived, but he did it anyway too. And if you think, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be deceived. I'm sure that's what they thought. Oh, I got this. I ain't, ain't nobody ever get me off this. It wasn't that Peter's mistake that we already saw. He said, I'll die with you. That's when the Bible said, Jesus told him, uh, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. What is he saying? He's coming. Coming what? And so people get in all kind of fear and go, oh, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. And they don't even know they're looking for some Hollywood something, some horror film something. No, no. That's a bunch of junk. How's he coming? Come on, does anybody know? How's he coming? He's coming with specially designed thoughts and feelings. Come on, are you with me? crafted just for you hopefully you won't even notice they came from him and what is it designed to do it is designed to unseat you off the truth to get you to questioning and wondering about and being open to something else being true And if you do that, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And if you listen to his lies, you're in trouble. I'm in trouble if we do it. That's why we got to be on the watch. We got to be armed. Come on, are you with me? We got to have on our stuff. The full armor of God. Now I want you to notice. Well, I didn't finish reading to you, did I? Listen to what the Bible keeps warning us about. It says, in Matthew 24, 4, Jesus said, watch out that no one deceives you. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, don't be deceived. 15, 33 says, don't be deceived. Galatians 6, 7 says, don't be deceived. Uh, 2 Timothy says, 2 Timothy 3 says, the whole world's getting worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. What should you and I be watching out for here? If you think, ah, I won't be deceived You're already halfway there. (laughs) Because you don't think anything's really going on here. We shouldn't be in fear that we're going to be deceived. But we should be alert knowing that this is what's happening. The enemy is continuously trying to sneak up on us. Trying to slip something in on us. Get us thinking wrong. Get us talking wrong. Get us believing wrong, because if he can do that, he can defeat us. He can devour, he can swallow up something in our life. Go to 2 Corinthians, please, the fourth chapter. Say it out loud, fight. fight. The good fight, the good fight. Of, faith. of faith. Ephesians 6, let's finish reading that. He said, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, verse 11. Put on what? All of it. In order to do what? So you can stand against what? The wiles which are the schemes to deceive. 
That's what we need to stand against of the devil. Wiles of the devil. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. What are all of these working to do? Deceive. Satan deceives the whole world, Revelation says. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Withstand what? Well, what would make it an evil day? (laughs) Because he is pouring it on. What did the enemy try to do with Jesus? Forty days and nights. What did he try to do? Trick him. Deceive him. Tempt him. Tempt him to do what? Get off of the truth. Get away from God. Go the wrong way. Didn't work though. (laughs) I said it didn't work. Why? Because the word stayed right on the word. Is that right? Didn't he? Didn't he? And every time something was pulling him to get off, what would he say? It is written. Was he going to let anything shake him off of it is written? Or move him off of it? No. No. And so the devil, he's cunning. He's crafty. What do he do? He starts quoting scriptures. Didn't he? The devil starts quoting scriptures. And yet, trying to misapply them. Try to make them say and mean something they didn't say and mean. That's why you got to watch. That's why you got to be alert. You got to be on your watch. And you need to know it is written. And you need to know it is also written. You better read your chapter every day. Is that right? You, you better stay with this. <laughs> Turn, look at your neighbor. Help them out. Say, read that chapter. Every day. <laughs> why? What are you doing? You are getting forearmed. Aren't you? What if Jesus didn't know it was written in that situation? What a a disadvantage. No. Thank God. That's what you fight with. Anybody know what the sword of the Spirit is? We haven't got to it yet, but what is the sword of the Spirit? (laughs) Who won that fight? Forty days and nights. Who won that fight? Jesus or the devil? How did Jesus fight with him? The words of his mouth. The word of God coming out of his mouth. Is the sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. And he let the air out of that lying devil. Didn't he? Didn't he? He let the air out of him. With that sharp two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. And then he came out of there in the power of the Spirit. Undefeated. That's how you're going to win. That's how I'm going to win. Right? But we got to get rid of this fantasy stuff about what spiritual warfare is. we got to get rid of the fantasy stuff. Keep reading. Take the whole armor. Verse 13, read it again. The whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. So we're standing against something. We're withstanding, or same words translated, resisting something. Are you clear on what we're standing against? What what are we standing against? Is there something coming against us? The wiles of the devil. Thoughts. Imaginations. Feelings. Suggestions, and they're all designed to trick us. We don't want to be in fear that we're going to be tricked, but we do need to be alert and aware that this is going on. Because if you don't make an effort to stand against this, you will be tricked. You will get off. You will be led astray. Don't have to be, but it's going to take some standing on the word like Jesus did. And resisting this stuff with the word in order to stay free. May be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Keep going. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about. What is the very first piece of armor? What's coming against us? 
lies. Another translation talks about the belt of truth. The belt of truth. And the belt was what the other pieces of armor attached to. Where does the sword go? The, the breastplate of righteousness. What is it attached to? Can you see? Thing after thing. It's attached. That's what everything's attached to. Is the truth. Hmm? If you don't have the truth. You're exposed. And when these. Well, what are these fiery darts. That are coming in. What are they? They're lies. They're lies. What's going to protect you from them? And we, we, we're not going to get into it all of it right now. We don't have time. But in the process of time, believe with me. What you'll see is that every one of these pieces of armor are designed to protect you from specific lies. Oh, come on. Can you see this? But it's all attached to truth. Jesus said. You shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Well, if you're free, you're not devoured. You're not swallowed up. You're not defeated. What is this going to make you free and keep you free? The truth. Is God's word truth? The gospel's the gospel of truth. Is righteousness in Jesus, is that truth? It's all truth. Truth. How do you get faith? From hearing the anointed word, which is the word of truth. He said, thy word is truth. All of this is truth. Truth, 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 truth. Truth in the front. Truth in the back. Truth on your head. Truth on your feet. Come on, are you listening? Truth, truth, truth. Glory to God. Anointed truth. Why? Because you got lies coming at you. You got them coming from here, and you got them coming from there, and you got them coming from here, and you need protection from this because this stuff is subtle. This stuff is dangerous. There are thoughts, my friend, that are absolutely deadly. Thoughts, they come to you, and they're absolutely deadly. You must not allow yourself to toy with them. How many, what what should Eve have done? When the enemy says, has God said, you won't, you won't really die. You know, die, die. They didn't even know what dying was. He knew he could play them on this. God knows that when you partake of it, you yourself will be like God's. Discerning and knowing good and evil. He's dazzling her. He's conning her. Can you see this? He's playing her. And she's standing there going, huh. He said, look at this. Can anything that looks like this be so bad? Smell this. Isn't that the most wonderful thing you've ever smelled? I'm telling you. This will change your life. Oh, yeah. Yes, it will. (laughs) And listen to me. How many understand Adam and Eve were not cavemen and women? They were not looking at each other grunting going, ugh. Ugh, ugh. Ugh. They were brilliant. Brilliant. Created in the likeness and image of God. God himself comes down and fellowships with them and communes with them in the afternoon. Come on, are you listening? They're able to communicate with him and understand things he's telling them on his level. They're brilliant. But a big part of the mistake is thinking you could play with these thoughts Thinking you could listen to them. Thinking you could entertain them. Thinking, oh, yeah, we're not going to do that. I'm just going to. Let's listen to what he's got to say. Big mistake. Big mistake. Let's go out there and look. We're not going to do anything. (laughs) You're already getting suckered. Because if you were that strong, you wouldn't be messing with it. 
If you really were that strong, you wouldn't be playing with it. The fact that you're playing around with it shows you're already peeling off pieces of armor. You're already exposing yourself, giving the enemy access to you. How many would understand we can't play with these things? We cannot play with these things. What do we do? We get on the truth and we stay on the truth. Anybody tries to tell us anything contrary, exalting itself against the knowledge of God, we plug up our ears. Come on, are you listening? We close our eyes. We shut it down. Is that right? We put on our armor. We close the front. We raise the shield. And we stick our sword out. You say, you come any closer, I'm going to let the air out of you. I'm going to rearrange you. Is that right? (laughs) With this anointed word right here. This anointed word of truth. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Go to 2 Corinthians 4. Is the devil real? Yes, he is. Should you be afraid of him? No, you shouldn't be. But... You shouldn't be nonchalant about it either. You should know he's coming. And what's he coming with? And is he open about it or is he very crafty? Is he, he's really tricky about the way he comes. Which is why you have to be on your watch. On your guard. In 2 Corinthians 4. He said. Therefore seeing we have this ministry. As we have uh, received mercy, we faint not. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty and walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God, what? Deceitfully. Well, who'd be behind that? Handling the word of God deceitfully? Well, we already talked about the devil quotes scriptures too. But it's, it's in order to deceive you. But by manifestation of what? Of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Keep reading. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to who? Them that are lost. Why are they lost? Verse 4. In whom the God of this world, who is that? God, little g. That's not our God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because what's he doing? The God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which is the truth, hallelujah, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, the life. He said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me will not walk in darkness. Is that right? The picture that this paints is that the whole world here is lying in darkness. And that, as time allows, maybe next time we'll get into more of this. But scriptures in Isaiah, in the New Testament, in the Psalms, Matthew, Luke, Ephesians... Uh, Other places describe how that people are sitting or laying in a stupor, in darkness, and in blindness. They are captives. Their whole lives have been swallowed up and is being devoured. Now think about this with me. If you are going through this life believing that there is no God, there is no salvation, there's nothing to be saved from, there's no heaven, there's no hell, there's no eternity, what are you believing? 
So what is your life? You are living in a fantasy world. Are there millions upon millions living in a fantasy world down here? Their little, little short life is just whipping by and they are living like this is all there is, like there's no God. Their whole life is being gobbled up and devoured up in the vanity of deception and darkness. And the God of this world has blinded their minds lest they should see the glorious light of the gospel. Because when the light comes in, hallelujah, the light comes in and you wake up. Come on, are you, are you listening? And you can break free. The truth will make you free. And you can rise up out of that stupor and out of that darkness. Two, two scriptures. Go to Ephesians, please. Ephesians. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ephesians 5 and 8. Ephesians 5 and 8. He says, you were sometimes darkness, but now you are what? Light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit. Now, actually, A lot of your other translations will say the fruit of the light in this passage. The fruit of the light is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable to the Lord. And do what have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. It's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. We should not be enamored. With them living in their fantasy world. They're not even living in reality. We certainly shouldn't envy any of that. And we don't need to talk about all the junk they do. Keep going. But all things that are reproved. Are made manifest by the light. For whatever does make manifest. Is light. Manifest means to show. If it's dark. And you can't see what's on the desk. You turn the light on. And now you can see. You can see what's on the desk. Well, in this world, you don't even know there's a devil. You don't know what's going on. You don't know where you came from. You don't know where you're going. You are oblivious and blind and dumb and deaf and dead spiritually. And the whole world is lying in this dark stupor. But when the light comes in. Oh, hallelujah. And you, you come alive and you wake up and you go, whoa, what am I doing in this mess? I got to get out of here. I got to get busy serving the Lord. This thing's about to be over. Come on, are you listening? You, be, you become aware and begin to really see what, what's happening, what has happened, what is happening, what's about to happen. You quit living in a fantasy world. Whatever makes manifest is light. Keep reading. Wherefore he says, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and what will happen to you? What will happen to you? Christ shall give you light. Mm, Hallelujah. 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 are Are you spiritual warriors? Yes, we are. How do you do it? In fact, we've been building an installation. Right over here. Is that right? And we're pointing our barrels at other countries. And our own country. Come on, are you listening? The U.S. And we're loading them down. Is that right? With anointed word of truth. Good news, truth. Is that right? And we're going, we are blasting, and we're going to blast bigger and more. And there's millions of us around this planet, many other good, strong ministries and churches doing the same, and the enemy is suffering losses. Isn't he? He's suffering losses by the millions. Getting born again, 
getting filled with the Spirit, getting delivered, minds renewed, healed, full of joy and peace. That's true spiritual warfare. Now look with me in 2 Timothy. I think this will be our last one for today. 2 Timothy. And see such a, oh, so specific here of how these things work. In uh, 2 Timothy, 2nd chapter, 2 Timothy 2.22, flee youthful lusts. Follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Now, youthful lust. Are there some young people living in a dream world? (laughs) They're watching their movies. They're listening to the ungodly music. They're enamored with this star, that star, this entertainer or that entertainer. And if they could just live around them for a few days and see how lost they are. And how pitiful it is. They could have a wake up call. But both them and the people they're enamored with. Are living in a dream world. They're not living in the real world. Don't know who they are. What they are. Where they come from. Where they're going. What's supposed to be happening. Don't realize how the devil has them completely duped. And submerged. In darkness and blindness. Ignorance and death. So he's, he's warning, don't get sucked into all that. It's not real. All that'll happen is you'll get chewed up. Your life will get devoured. Keep reading. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing they do gender strifes. We don't war against flesh and blood. No need in arguing and fussing with people about stuff. Keep going. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men, apt to teach Patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. What needs to happen? Repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Keep reading. That they may do what? Recover themselves from what? Out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him, by the devil, at his will. They're doing his will, and they don't even believe there is a devil. It's pitiful, isn't it? They're doing his will, they don't even acknowledge that there is a devil. Other translations bring this out, that they may come to their senses... And awake. What's going to get them to come to their senses? If they are able to repent. And acknowledge this is the truth. Come on can you see this? Just like that. The truth that they receive. And believe. And embrace. Will begin to break the chains. Of captivity. That have been holding them. And they don't have. You wouldn't have to have anybody pray for you. Or do anything for you. You just repent. And grab hold of the truth. And you will be released. Hallelujah. And recover. Out of the snare and trap. That the devil had them in. But how many know that's not the end. They need to get in a good church. They need to read their chapter every day. Come on are you listening. They need to put all the armor on. Is that right? And be on the alert and watch so that this never happens again. We're going to fight the good fight of faith? Are we overcomers? Yes, we are. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We're not ignorant of his devices. And we don't have to give him any place, not one inch. We can be ready for him when he comes. Come on, stand up, everybody. Say it out loud. Got my truth on. Got my righteousness on. Got the gospel on. Got my salvation on. Got my shield of faith. 
Got the anointed word of God. Hallelujah. I'm protected from the lies, from the schemes of the evil one. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.